1: Um, I don't know, maybe by the time I'll be done with that one, I'll have uh, all over here as well. Uh, but we'll
2: do our best.
3: Well, we'll leave it here for now, but uh, we are getting ready for election headquarters launch tomorrow. And uh, you've been here before, at least. Uh, maybe you have a, a good message for us um, just before we let you off.
4: Um, I recall Atoko Aminadazi and myself coining the name election headquarters and actually even selecting the signature tune That is played. And anytime I hear it, um, I have nostalgia
5: from the 2008 elections when uh, we coined it. I know that multimedia has done a brilliant job over the years on election reporting. The
4: standard has always been stick to the facts, verify the numbers before we tell the public. And I expect nothing less. I know you do a stellar job.
3: Information Minister, no. Works and Housing Minister, Kujo Ophokoma. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the probe, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to talk again once um, you settle at the new ministry. We are grateful for your time here on the probe. Let me take advantage
4: of your platform to thank all my colleagues in the media for the help
6: Your election headquarters, JO News. This is where all the information about the election will be, and we're starting. We've already started today with the launch of the election headquarters. As we speak now, we understand that the MPP has been in a meeting at the Alisa Hotel. Both the National Executive Committee and the National Council have been meeting specifically to agree or disagree on the nomination for membership of their campaign team. We understand that that has been sorted out, and the General Secretary is addressing the press. Now, let's take you straight to the Lisa Hotel now.
4: Long ago, the National Executive Committee held an emergency meeting, which was also followed by an emergency meeting by the National Council of our party key issues that were discussed had to do with submission of proposed campaign coordinating committee from the flag bearer and leader of our party, His Excellency, the Vice President al Haji Dr. Muhammadu Ubaomiya. There were also discussions on parliamentary primaries and matters arising out of the parliamentary primaries. Without wasting my time, I'll zoom in to the campaign committee list that was submitted by the flag bearer of our party and subsequently approved by the National Council of our party for the 2024 MPP campaign, both presidential and parliamentary. The chairman for the campaign is the flag bearer himself, Dr. Mohammad Dubaumia, The vice chairman for the campaign or the coordinating committee will be the vice presidential candidate which we are yet to select. So the, the flag bearer is the chairman for the campaign, the chairman for the campaign, the whole campaign. So every committee will report to the flag bearer then we will have the national chairman the former president jee kufo president nana e. kufuado chairman and members of the national council of elders former national chairman mr freddie blay madame elizabeth orheny reverend joyce aye and madame akushia firma as campaign or as members of the campaign advisory committee the general secretary of the party will be in charge of the campaign operations and the rings of the party the volunteer the volunteer groups the identifiable groups the persons with disability desk will all be under operations to be headed by the general secretary and deputized by the national organizer, Henry Nanabwachi. The campaign strategist and campaign chairman, there's a difference between uh, the flag bearer position. Flag is the overall chairman for the campaign coordinating committee. But the campaign chairman and strategist will be Honorable Dambuchi, former general secretary and MP for Ukraine. The campaign, we have two campaign vice chairpersons, Mr. Fred Owari and Nana Akumia as the two campaign vice chairpersons. We have Honorable Frederick Oparianza as the campaign manager for the 2024 elections, and he will have three deputies. For deputy campaign manager in charge of research and administration is Dr. Antoinette Thibault-Dakon. Deputy campaign manager for parliamentary campaign will be Honorable Obi Amwa, MP for PRP South. Then deputy campaign manager in charge of presidential campaign Will be dr ibrahim Anyas for electoral affairs committee it would be headed by chairman peter mcmenu as the chairman for the electoral affairs committee of campaign 2024 we have national executives we have regional Chairpersons, all being part of the campaign coordinating committee. For senior aides, those who will be moving with the flag bearer and providing various help and assistance will be Engineer Cabinet Ejapon, former presidential aspirant of our, in our party, presidential primaries, and former general secretary of our party. Mr. Kofi Jamesi, Mr. John Dr. Susanna Alo. Mrs. Salifu Said, Mr. Samoroku, Mr. Anthony Kabu, Dr. Kwasin Nami Befi, and Lee e. a the team that will be moving with the flag bearer and providing assistance to him. For identifiable groups, the coordinator will be Honorable Joseph Kuju as coordinator for identifiable groups. For coastal campaign, the coordinator will be Madame Mavis Hawa Kumsen. For middle belt campaign, we have Dr. Honorable Dr. Ayu, a free year. Then for the Northern Zone Campaign, we have Honorable Dominic Nitu as coordinator. The spokesperson for the flag bearer will be Dr. Gideon Buakon. For director of campaign communications, we have Dennis Miracles Abwaji as director of campaign communications. To be assisted by two deputies, Mr. Adumaku Berfi and Akbar Kumini, as the deputies. For social media coordinator, we have Korbia Asante. For research, we have Dr. Isaac Ousumensa. For finance and fundraising, we have Dr. Alolo Mutaka. And for legal matters, we have Honorable Frank Davis then Diplomatic Liaison will be headed by His Excellency Edward boatin So in nutshell, this will be the Campaign Coordinating Committee structure for the new Patriotic Party 2024 elections. But however, let me state that this is not just the totalist. As stated by our flag bearer, every police station executive, every electoral area coordinator, every coincidence officer, every regional officer, and every national officer are all part of the campaign. So let's take note. So it's not just this list that I've mentioned who are going to run the campaign. We have all these people, over two hundred thousand party executives who are also going to be part of the campaign. Alongside various volunteer groups and people who believe that the MPP is the best party to govern the country, come December seven, they are all part of the campaign structure. The other issue that was discussed at NEC and subsequently at at National Council has to do with outstanding constituencies that are yet to hold their parliamentary primaries, i.e., Elembele, Equiapim South, Aguna West, and Sunyan East. With respect to Elembele, the party has taken certain decisions, and unfortunately, I cannot communicate it now, because certain steps have to be taken before we can hold uh, primaries at those constraints for a Caribbean South national executive committee the body clothed with the power to govern parliamentary primaries now party have um, has cleared the metropolitan the municipal chief executive to contest in the Caribbean South primaries so he has he has been added to the list of contestants for the kuya south primaries. For Aguna West, the matter is before court and we leave it uh, for the court to determine uh, the matter before we can uh, take the necessary steps. For Sunyani East, as you are aware, vetting has been done and uh, sorry, for Sunyani East, uh, nomination uh, has been opened and closed and left a vetting. And once the vetting is done, The elections will come on for Sunyani East. On Yendi, the National Executive Committee took a decision and has given the matter to a three member committee to communicate the decision of the National Executive Committee to all interested parties. And once they communicate the matter to them and um, whatever decision that has been taken will further be communicated to uh, our friends from the media, but we feel that we need to speak to uh, the parties first before we come out with the decision of the National Executive Committee. Then again, the National Executive Committee also took the opportunity to reiterate that, per our rules and regulations, we said that in constituencies where we don't have certain members of parliament, in the rules and regulations, officers were to recuse themselves from their various positions. And after the elections, they assume or they will assume their positions. That rule still stands. But in constituencies where city members of parliament were contested, officers were supposed to have resigned before contesting. But where in constituencies the city member or city members of parliament did not contest, then the rules of the orphan constraints were applied to officers who contested. So it means that they recused themselves, but did not resign. So in such a case, now that we are done with the primaries, those officers can go back and take their positions. So basically, this is what happened today at NEC and National Council. Thank you very much.
6: So there you have it the General Secretary spelling out members of the campaign's coordination team. You, as we heard. The chairman of that coordination team itself is the, run, the, the flag bearer himself, Dr. Uh, Mohamedou Baumia, with a lot of people forming part of this committee. Um, in the coming days, there will be a lot to happen. I will be going back there to get some more update from um, our man on the ground, uh, Samuel Imbura. I will also be speaking uh, to the campaign's communications director. Uh, Dennis Miracles Abwaje uh, to really understand, you know, the sort of KPIs they do have and also trying to delve into the uh, announcement of the flag bearer. Now, this is still the joy news. Um, the story or the breaking news is that the MPP has adored its uh, campaigns coordination team for election 2024 with the flag bearer himself, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia, Acting as the chairman of the entire coordination team, he will be assisted by his running mate. Well, we've been joined on the line by uh, the campaign's communication director uh, of the Baumia campaign, 2024, Dennis Miracles Abwaji. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us here. F- uh, I mean, first, congrats to you uh, for this. We we had it, but we didn't know that it will be confirmed. It has been confirmed now. So congrats to you for this, uh, you know, position.
7: Thank you. I think it's, it's rather more responsibilities than congratulations, but <laughs> nevertheless, thank you.
6: All right. Now, Dennis, we want to understand what sort of KPIs have, has the team been given, you know, to, to operate on?
7: Very simple. Sell the Balmya uh, alternative solutions to the people of Ghana. Let the people of Ghana understand the bold solutions that Dr. Baumia has mm-hmm. for the next chapter of Ghana. Get yes, the vote every single voter in this country should believe in Dr. Mahmoud Wame and believe that the future of this country is safe in the hands, and vote for him come December 7th. It's a very simple, straightforward um, KPI.
6: Mm, mm. Now, what is also uh, left now is for the campaign coordination team to come out with a manifesto. Um, with your plans or your, your timelines, when are we to expect uh, a manifesto from, from, from the MPP?
7: I mean, we, we should be uh, seeing the manifesto in the next two, three months. You know that usually when it comes to manifesto, you have snippets of it coming out on a campaign trail mm-hmm. and, and, and it's being discussed. And so already, Dr. Mahmoud Bami had a flag by our heart the, the phone and it's already put out about seventy policies um, for for discussion, and that is going to be reflected up in the manifesto and mm-hmm. then the details of it will also reflect in the manifesto, but in about three months we should we should be seeing a full completed manifesto out there for, for the people to digest
6: mm-hmm. and I guess by now consultations with relevant stakeholders have begun
7: that has been, that has been going on. Says, um, third week in November
6: mm.
7: and so um, a lot of it even went into the speech that the flat arm made at the UPSP. As you recall that right after the the um, speech you had a lot of stakeholders coming to align with some of the policy alternatives that he, he put out there. So yes, consultations have been going on. They will continue. Um, the consultations even include the feedback that we are getting um the the flag bearer speech mm. and would we'll continue to refine and, and, and ship it so we finally come up with the full manifesto in okay. a few weeks,
6: yeah. When is the running mate going to be named? When should anyone yeah, uh, expect it?
7: I mean let's give the, the flag bearer the, the season time to, to take that decision. Just as he's, he's done with the with the team, I'm sure he would definitely come up with um a very acceptable running mate to the people of Ghana and to the party. If you have flag bearer, you need that running mate that will complement you. The one that would come with strength that would complement your weaknesses and the one that would give you all the backup that you require as as a leader of your party and in your country. And I'm very confident that the Vice President is engaging serious consultations and, and talking to people to ensure that he gets a fine balance mm. in, in the running base that, that he will be picking.
6: But When it came to Nuna he was looking for an economist to partner him. Here we are, we have an economist as a flag bearer. So, what sort of candidate is the MPP looking for?
7: I mean, you, you draw your thoughts, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and trust and, and, and traits as, as, a, as a leader. And then, based on what you identify to be your weaknesses and your threats and your opportunities therein, you would use that as a very baseline in in your search for mate. And so Dr. Amir, as an economist, definitely, is going to do his own sort. And based on where he feels he falls short, he would now use that as a baseline criteria to pick the mate. So we sure are not going to be looking forward to an economist as the running mate, but one that would come to complement him in all the areas that he, he believes that he needs that push in terms of his own force that he
6: would do grateful to you dennis for speaking to us dennis uh, miracle sabwa jay the campaign spokesperson for the uh, the baumia campaign in 2024 let's still stay with electoral matters because the electoral commission has backed down on its plans to change the date for the 2024 election as well as returning to the indelible ink. The EC had planned to move the 2024 elections to November as well as implement a host of other new reforms including moving from the use of indelible ink. But the opposition NDC and a section of civil society kicked against these proposed reforms, warning it was too late. Speaking at uh, the launch of the uh, coverage of the 2024 elections, Deputy E.C. Chair Dr. Bosman Asari confirmed that the Electoral Commission will no longer go ahead with these proposed reforms. Request until our political desk report from the launch of our election headquarters 2024 for an informed electorate. The
2: NDC had vowed to resist these proposed reforms every step of the way. The minority leadership in the House had announced plans to block any review of existing laws to make way for these reforms to take effect. It appears the NDC has had its way and the EC will no longer implement these reforms. Deputy EC Chair Dr. Bosman Asari says the indelible ink will still be used in the 2024 election. The idea of using the indelible ink it's like you, you, are, you are using
8: two layers of verification. So the commission said, if Mr. Evans Mensah is coming to vote, Mr. Evans Mensah will be verified electronically. For us to know that indeed it's Mr. Mensah who has been verified. So when you want to go ahead and use the indelible ink, then clearly you, you don't have confidence in your biometric register. But as a listening institution, we've heard the concerns of the general public We've heard uh, the concerns of uh, parliamentarians across the aisle, the MPP and the NDC, uh, civil society members. And we, we, we've come to the conclusion that if by using the indelible ink, people will have more
2: confidence in the process, why not? The deputy EC chair also announced the 2024 election will go ahead on the usual date of 7th December. And again, in terms of November or December, as you may be aware, we had a meeting
8: with our political parties and one of the major parties indicated clearly that uh, they don't support the change of date from, November, uh, from December to November in 2024. So as a commission, we know when the law requiring that to have such a change, you have to go to parliament, to have to test of the members of parliament approving of that particular change. The commission has resolved that
2: we are going to have the elections come December 7th as we did in 2020. The Ghana Police Service is warning persons who intend to foment troubles at the polls to stay away. DCOP Gabriel Prince Wabu is Director of Research and Planning.
5: Hotspots. The whole country is a hot spot.
2: <laughs>
5: so we are planning towards the whole country as a hotspot. we live in no stone on them when it comes to like, individual issues.
2: Perhaps a major highlight of the election headquarters launch is the two parties' major commitment to peace ahead of the 2024 election.
5: I, the Deputy General Secretary of the New Patriotic Party, will uphold peaceful coexistence, peaceful elections, to ensure that its peaceful governance, after victory, for the 2024 general elections with the MPP pledges to ensure that there is peaceful, will contribute our quota to peaceful elections and contribute our quota to peaceful coexistence. Mustafa <laughs> Bandi, the chief bodyguard of the general secretary of the NDC, Honourable Fifi Javi Kote, as his deputy, I stand for peace before, during and after 2024 election.
2: But with the economy set to be a key factor in the 2024 election campaign, former presidential candidate of the Convention's People's Party, Ivor Cobner Green Street, is not impressed with both the NDC and MPP's management of the economy.
4: They claim to care and uh, they, they make statements
7: that would imply that they care. But their actions and the facts that are uh, obvious for everybody to see uh, to demonstrate to them. Uh, that, uh, that all is not well with the state of the nation. Uh, they will claim that uh, it's due to external forces or other reasons. And they will give us their usual uh,
2: attitudes and long
7: stories.
2: Your election headquarters is launched now and join us is now set to roll out a number of comprehensive programs, including the election brief, Black Connect, Elections Voice Quarters, and a host of other captivating programs to help you make informed choices this election year. Reporting for Joy News, quick Asante.
6: Well, some Ghanaians in Accra, Kumasi and Tamale, including the president of the Greater Accra Region Market Association, Messi Afrawa Nejan, have been telling Joy News what will inform the direction of their thumb during the election.
3: I,
9: as the president of Greater Accra Market Association, we
6: want our markets to be renovated. We should... Have proper car parks. We should have educational system in the market, health system in the market, fire service in the market, police in the market. You have fire service, Makola? Yes, but not all the markets. We have lots of markets that will have to run about two uh, distinct miles before they get to fire service. They should be with us.
9: Growing up as a, as a as a youth in Ghana, so far the successive government and then the former government haven't been haven't met my expectations yet. Honestly, when you take issues of sanitation, that's my background. Let me start from there. When you take issues of sanitation, you come to the central of Ghana, which is Accra. As at 9 a.m., you see traffic. Then maybe there's a truck which is being um, um, causing the traffic but you realize that you go and then there are huge sums of waste left it can be two days three days and then this waste causing traffic meanwhile the government has contracted people institutions to be dealing with sanitations in Accra and then they 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 neglected the government who or the, the various stakeholders who are um, who are uh, responsible to be checking all those things, do not uh, give an ear to it. I'm expecting the government to do more to do more infrastructure on the education system because there are so much complaints about the education. And also I'll talk about um, they should also create jobs for the youth so that the unemployed should be less by the businesses. First we know
5: most of our imports, most of our goods are imported from our side. So we want the stabilization of the dollar. Dollar must be stabilized so that we can make forecasts and programs as far as business is concerned. As it is now, you can't program anything. Today the dollar is twelve point five. The next day is thirteen. The next day is thirteen point five. So it makes planning difficult as far as business is concerned. So we're expecting a stabilized dollar and in doing so. We want the government to make sure that we reduce the imports to the biggest minimum as far as most of the things like food importation is concerned. We have an arable land which can produce enough of us, but we've been so much lazy over the years as far as ideas are concerned concerning agriculture. So this time around, we want well-taught agricultural programs where land acquisition may be easy for anybody who wants to embark on commercial farming so that we can farm and farm in large quantities to produce enough for us than importing onions, tomatoes and contaminants from outside country. It's not helping us. So we want well-thought programs that achievable ones will help this country. Irrigation might be a priority and uh, large-scale farming must be a priority. Loans to Cheap loans to farmers might be a priority. Agri-sales uh, uh, as far as marketing of farm products, preservation of the product all these things must be well taught and programs were tailored for it so that it won't be uh, just rhetorics and
6: uh, slogans that doesn't achieve anything. Now, as political parties begin to announce policies and programs ahead of the election, persons with disabilities are not impressed with the political party's lack of clear action to deal with the issues that are important to them. Mohammed Lansa is in charge learning, documentation, and communication at the Ghana Federation of Disability Organizations, who lament that political parties do not seem interested in their concerns, and Charles Jesse Bentoum, a person living with a disability, speaks about some of their challenges.
10: Within the Great Accra. especially, um, we're facing transport challenges, uh, especially when boarding um, public transport, it's very, very tedious, especially when we're taking it from um, the stations, we'll be seeing a lot of queues and then uh, the community will not even consider that this person is a person with disability, so let's consider him or here to uh, uh, mitigate the situation. And in our our, 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 our Disability Act 715, stated in the um, the, the, um, the policy that when whoever is boarding a taxi or a car, the front seat must be preserved for the person. But Ghana right here, it seems like the art is not uh, actively working challenges especially boarding the transport and uh, more of our movements sometimes a program when we are even passing through the, uh, the public uh, pavements a person with a a person with a uh, visual impact have mostly challenged when uh, passing through our pavements it's a problem through um, the public space
5: we are here to see any um, political party engage the federation in this regard, our doors are open and we are ever ready of course we want them to um, our disability um, what they have for the disability community in their manifestos and we're hoping uh, and we need to listen to them to come to us and then let us discuss the issues and then see what they can do for us going forward. There are a lot of issues that these persons with disabilities are suffering from from employment uh, from employment to education and to general infrastructure uh, and then accessibility to public spaces especially um, example if you go to the passport office um, it's not accessible if you go to banks in general in fact generally Um, Accessibility is a problem um, here in Ghana. So uh, we are open to political parties coming to us to tell us what they have for us. Of course, we're also getting ready to go to them if they don't come to us. We'll go and knock on their door.
6: Well, the election headquarters is brought to you by Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Election headquarters, we say, for an informed electorate. Now, the opposition NDC has vowed to prosecute persons involved in the Bosch-Japad deal, which, according to them, has caused the nation more than 150 million Ghana citizens. It will be recalled that in August 2020, the government of Ghana proposed to sell majority of its future gold royalties from mining leases to an offshore company, Aja Royalties Limited, registered in the Jersey British Island. Under a deal, the government would sell 49% of the shares of this company through a public offering and keep 51% stake. Now, the government used this as an innovative financing solution to help ease the Country's debt crisis. The opposition and CSOs criticised the deal, uh, you know, citing several infractions. Now, addressing the press during its moment of truth series, the party's communications officer Sami Jenfi accused President Akufuado and MPP flag bearer Dr. Muhammadu Baumia of overseeing one of the most corrupt regimes of the Fourth Republic.
0: Last. The CEO of the Minerals Income Investment Fund, Edward Nanayal Cranton, disclosed at the public accounts committee sitting, the government spent twelve million US dollars on the Apa royalties deal. On the back of this revelation, the opposition NDC says it will investigate and prosecute persons involved in the deal, which has since been suspended. They have distributed all this money among
9: themselves under the guise of expenditure on an aborted stillborn scum. We are totally disgusted, and I believe you are too, by this wanton dissipation of public funds on a needless and useless venture by a government that rode on the back of an anti-corruption campaign into office
0: with a promise to protect the public purse. The party accused the flag bearer of the MPP Dr. Mohamed Dubaumia
6: uninformed electorate now this is still joining prime we'll take a quick break we'll be back with more welcome back from the break now many coastal communities are known for the high incidence of teenage pregnancy but here in our Christ coastal community of Jamestown, some adolescent girls are defying the norm to change the narrative now despite the attempt and desire to engage in vices including early sex and abuse of drugs they are resorted to helping their mothers Sell at the beach to raise money to pursue their dreams. uses Adobe Asari has been interacting with them and has come through with this report.
0: In the coastal town of Jamestown, a group of young girls find themselves at Crossroads. While Sam chose the path of leisure and loitering about the bustling market square others have embraced a different journey.
3: Some of the young ladies I see in this community do nothing by lot are about. Some indulge in all sorts of vices and get pregnant when they are all ready to have children.
0: Among these diligent girls is Rita Tego, a spirited young girl who, instead of spending her days in idling about, has dedicated herself to helping her mother sell days catch at the beach.
3: I'm here to up my mom. It's not like I don't have anything to do, or I don't have a go to attend school. But I completed school last year at uh Ndai. And I'm in mean, the house, I'm not doing anything. I have to help my mom for her to get money. so next, And this year, by this time, I'll be attending university. It's good too, because if I'm sitting home, I'm not sure that I'll get some pocket money too
10: get something
0: to do far away is princess adu a savvy entrepreneur in the making who is committed to pursuing her own venture armed with creativity and resilience she braids and makes wicks by night and helps her mother by day at the
10: shore I come to the
3: seaside to help my mother sell her fish. I have my own handiwork I do to earn some money as well. It is not as if I despise my mother's fish business. In fact, I have been helping her for a very long time now. I just love to breed. I have knowledge about everything with regards to hairdo. And I am focused on doing that and doing it well to be able to fend for myself.
10: (laughs) Okay? In life.
0: <laughs> As the day unfolds, the contrast between these two groups become apparent. While some young girls revealed in carefree afternoons, others navigated the challenges of entrepreneurship, learning invaluable lessons that echoed through the town.
3: A few of these ladies in the community are also trying their possible best to do decent handwork to fend for themselves.
0: The goal in this pursuit is to write the narrative of being the few adolescent girls who emerged from the coastal community with their dreams intact and not thrashed under the burden of being a teenage mother or drug addict.
6: Now henceforth, if you are a regular user of the Mass Transit, uh, get your tap and go card ready. As you will need it, just a tab to make payment for the services of the company. With this card, you will not need to carry fiscal cash on you to make payment at all metro mass transit terminals nationwide. Now, this paradigm shift in the operations of the state-owned transport company follows the launch of a single transport card to pay for the services of the company dubbed tap and go. Vice President Dr. Baumia says the new technology. Remove the human interface from the revenue mobilization chain of the company, and ensure all funds generated go directly into the bank account of Metromas. There is more in this report.
3: Action has been cited as a main hindrance to the effective running of state-owned transport company, Metro Mass Transit. This has led to the other collection of revenues that must be realized from transport fares. To correct this, government has introduced an innovation the tap-and-go, a digital card preloaded with cash to allow passengers to simply tap the card on a fixed machine on the bus to pay for their fares. Launching the platform, Vice President Dr. Mahamudu Balmia said the new platform will improve revenue mobilization and eliminate corruption
11: with the tap and go system the problem of diversion of funds within state owned intra and intercity buses will also be a thing of the past as the system will help check check corruption by promoting transparency ladies and gentlemen it is important to note that Before the tap-and-go system was implemented by Metro Mass Transit, the audit report showed that Metro Mass Transit was losing 50% of its revenue annually. 50%. So there was a chamber in operation. (laughs) Right? You get the fee, you take half and give half to government. But since the tap and go was implemented by Metro Mass Transit, you have seen that that leakage has been plugged.
3: Minister for Transport, Kweku Ofori Esiyama, noted that the service with its data collection feature will help with easy identification and safety of passengers. Each bus
8: has been equipped with a comprehensive manifest system capable of capturing the details of every passenger on board. This ensures that not only the security of passengers, but also enables swift response from security and police in the event of robbery, accident, or any other emergency. An additional layer involving cameras has also been provided for effective monitoring and response to any incident that may arise, ensuring the safety of everyone on board.
3: After a successful pattern of the card, managing director for Metro March Transit, Albert Edubahin says it is anticipated that the platform will be scaled up to all branches of the company across the country by May twenty twenty
5: four. We are already experiencing the profound change that this new technology brings to the way we live, work and interact and do business. With the use of the TAP and go, Kaneshi Terminal became the first in the nation to go completely by right. 31st so of May 2024, we should have finished with all the branches across, nature, all the 25 branches across nation.
3: As a result of the anticipated impact, Vice President Daomier disclosed that government is planning to purchase 100 electric buses for the company this year. So
11: this year, we are hoping to order 100 electric vehicles. For Metro Mass. So, we are hoping that with all of these financial uh, re engineering that we are going to do, anchored by the tap and go system, because once the system is working, the banks know they will be paid.
3: The service is expected to be expanded to other forms of public transport, including commercial buses known as trucks. To reduce mistrust between drivers and mates, car owners and drivers, Kwesi Adequatins report read.
6: Now, there was heated exchange between minority member of parliament for South Day, Roxanne Nelson Daphiamaqbo and ranking member of the Public Accounts Committee, Kofi Adekum, Monday when questions came up about how much cost government. Has incurred in the planning in the planned construction of the Keta port the Keta port construction project has become a controversial subject after the government appointed a director for the facility even before any fiscal work could begin in the area the matter is a phase that a public committee seating when member of Parliament for Keta constituency Kwame Jolie-Kakwe um, raised a public interest questioning over the current state of the project when the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority appeared before the committee there is more in the following report The Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT, the Ghana Water Company Limited and the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority were among the ministries and departments that appeared before the Public Account Committee on Monday. Controversy sparked between the two sides of the committee when Keta MP Jujoli Kwame Gagwe asked Deputy Transport Minister Hassan Tampuli about where government has raged in the construction of the Keta port.
7: From the
8: Ghana Mountain Authority about any brief concerning catapults. Having done the market sounding, we are currently doing the environmental impact assessment, and that takes a bit of time just to take care of you know, all the necessary requirements asked by Environmental Protection Agency standards. Look, I've heard about
4: catapults for several years. When is it going to take you? For you to put, I mean, uh, a pickaxe to the ground and start building. Yeah. How long does it take for an environmental
8: study? Some that will be answered better by the EPE, but uh, because they have to work within their their law, their guidelines, and their framework, and we don't need to uh, second guess when they will be able to do that. The
6: response of the deputy minister triggered a follow up question from South Dai MP Roxanne Nelson, the Macbo. We asked the minister to provide figures on how much government has spent on the project so far.
5: We continue to be told before this committee that something is being done. How long does it take for a feasibility studies if the project would take off? Why appoint a whole director in charge of such a project?
8: The chairman, the same question. So, so, uh, I, I, think I, just, I, I this question has been asked. And the, yes, the question has been asked. I am
5: saying that the matter of the KETA seaport is whimsically treated. Anytime we ask questions, we just ask how much has been spent for the past four years. We are told that it's not good. But there's a substantive director occupying office taking salary for an empty space. Uh-huh. It's not about finding a question.
6: A right. The intervention of ranking member on the committee, Kofi Otre, the matter sparked a heated exchange between the two as the South Dai MP insisted that the minister must be in position to answer the question.
4: Because is he, is he, is he, is he you see, you see, you see, you. No, no, wait a minute. Uh, uh, tell me what happened. With all due respect, I'm you the talk ranking. Tell me. Tell, talking. Talking. tell me. I'm the ranking. With all due respect.
5: what all due respect.
4: Do, you, do, you
2: allow other people to sign
5: Look. look, look.
8: I've that. No,
5: no, 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 no. the point I'm making is that this question has been asked. By a member, a friend, it has he answered.
9: What about alright. What, what you are is
6: alright. The fact that, okay, the fact that, the director, director, the the after about five minutes of exchange, which brought proceedings to a temporary halt, the chairman of the committee intervened. The Ghana Meteorological Authority also told the committee it was exploring legal options to retrieve a $10 million debt owed by the Ghana Airport Company and the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority.
1: The minister signed a letter and we sent it to IATA. We followed it up, and IATA responded that they want. Um, actually, it's a Ghana Airport Company, Ghana Civil Aviation that belongs to that association, not teammates. So for them to be able to respond to our letter, they need authorization letter from Ghana Airport Company and Ghana Civil Aviation to be able to split the money from source. And this, we follow it up with Ghana Airport Company and Ghana Civil Aviation. And finally, Ghana Airport Company has written authorization letter and IATA has done the splitting of the money that a Ghana airport company is supposed to give it to GMET from source. And since October last year, that has been coming to GMAT direct from Ayata, And that side of the problem is resolved. Now our challenge is that Ghana Civil Aviation is not giving this authorization letter to IATA to enable them to do the splitting from source for us to get our money. But let me quickly add that... When even is resolved, they give this letter, it will be the many that are to come, that will come to us, but the areas. And last, later part of the year, my board gave me authority to use all legal means to call it the areas. So
6: we will do something about it. The committee resumes on Tuesday to hopefully bring its one-month-long hearing to a closure. James Averjee's report
2: read right to you.